Welcome to Beyond the Show, the podcast home of all things Cannabis Conference. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of the Cannabis Group at GIE Media. And speaking of Cannabis Conference, wow, what a week in Las Vegas. The team is back at headquarters after an exciting event, our sixth annual Cannabis Conference, which brought together a terrific group of people from around the industry. And truly, everyone I met at the show this year was a sterling example of this industry's very best. From the growth side to the retail sales floor, we learned a lot about how the industry is developing in 2022. Lessons and stories that will filter into our magazine and our website in the coming weeks and months. And we will certainly run photos and excerpts from the show in upcoming editions of Cannabis Business Times, so look out for that. If you still need to secure your free subscription, don't let me stop you. Hit pause and dash on over to CannabisBusinessTimes.com to get that taken care of. You can thank me a year from now at the 7th Annual Cannabis Conference, August 15th to the 17th in 2023 in Las Vegas. In the wake of the show, we've got several episodes live from the show. We weren't able to post last week's episode amid the travel out of Las Vegas, so we're delivering two episodes today, September 2nd. And on this episode, we've got Amanda Rouge, the co-founder of Flow Space Design. Amanda is a facility design consultant who holds a BA in interior design from Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design. In 2019, she joined Medicine Man Technologies, and she worked diligently to foster continuous improvement of their facility design standards and collaborated heavily with retail, cultivation, and engineering experts to do so. Previously, she designed dental clinics and offices for Patterson Dental in Minneapolis, where she gained deep insight into the importance of technical detail and precise building information modeling. At Cannabis Conference 2022, Amanda spoke on the panel, Retail Facility Design and Build-Out for Optimal User Experience and Aesthetic. So please enjoy my conversation with Amanda Rouge. Hello, Amanda, and welcome to the show this week. Very glad to get a chance to talk to you live at Cannabis Conference as we do some on-site interviews for Beyond the Show. Uh, before we get into the topics that you're addressing here at the show, I did want to ask how the show's going for you so far. We're, we're talking on day two, of course, um, and this, uh, this episode will air after the show, but it's day two. Uh, how's it going so far? Really good. Really good. Yeah, yesterday um, there were a lot of super informative sessions um, that I attended. I learned a lot. Um, last night there was that networking event, um, and, uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see that I was able to, uh, walk the entire expo floor <laughs> throughout those two hours, which is pretty refreshing compared to MJ Biz last year. Um, but yeah, it's been great. I have been in contact with a lot of people, um, prior to the show. So it's nice to put some faces to names, um, including yourself, um, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, it's been great making connections. We already have some uh, meetings lined up after the show as well. So it's been awesome. Networking is um, probably our top priority, and I feel like we're already accomplishing that. Yeah, it's it's great to hear. I mean, I, I we're all sick of talking about COVID, I guess, but it, it is really great to be in person still. Uh, I know, obviously, last year was in person, but um, yeah. it's still kind of novel again. Yeah. Um, so... We're talking right before your your session is going to happen in the near future here. You're going to be talking about retail facility design. Could you tell me a bit about FlowSpace and just a, a bit about that company? Yeah, so FlowSpace, um, my business partner, Caitlin, and I actually created um, last July, so July 2021. 
Um, we previously worked together at uh, Medicine Man Technology. That's kind of how we met. Um, but ultimately, we created it because we love what we do. We love designing. Um, we have had experience designing dispensaries and cultivation facilities. Um, and really, we um, we just want to help others be successful in the industry. So as far as dispensaries, we're very passionate about understanding uh, customer flow, product flow, um, employee flow throughout the space. And then when it comes to cultivation facilities, you know, there's so many, so many different grow methods out there. And we want to be able to design specifically to those. Um, you know, when it comes to design, you can't template match at all. You have to be able to uh, ask the questions um, and create a solution based on the answers to those. So um, that being said, we do ask a lot of questions <laughs> when it comes to working with our clients. But we really just want to make sure, um, you know, their space is exactly what they hope it can be. Um, in addition to complying with um, state regulations, local regulations, in addition to, you know, building codes, ADA codes. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our bread and butter. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 2022 and, and certainly, I guess, not to go back to this again, but the pandemic does kind of color a lot of the in-store experience still. I'm curious, what are some of the maybe big emerging trends in retail spaces and this could be cannabis or otherwise okay um i'd say like especially with dispensaries the space needs to be flexible so you know as you were saying going through covid times you know you had to put up panels and there had to be um you know a lot of protocols that um occurred sometimes you can even go into dispensaries so how do you solve those problems so something we're really focusing on is yeah making as many um as many of our designs as modular as it can be and as flexible as it can be mm -hmm. um you know in addition to not that we're doing, you know, the six feet requirements anymore, but just making sure there's a lot more space throughout um, the sales floor in general to be able to move around and have a little bit more privacy uh, between customers and bud tenders in general. Um, yeah, that's probably the primary thing that we've been focusing on with that. Yeah. I know uh, you formerly worked at Apple, and I feel like uh, you hear this phrase a lot, the Apple store of cannabis, oh, yeah. and, and certain, certain environments have sort of been tagged that way. Pretty well-known environment, I think. Uh, most people have probably been in an Apple store or at least know what it kind of looks like. What are some of the things that cannabis can take away from the Apple store specifically that, that maybe Apple as a retail place has either perfected or, or innovated? Yeah, so actually I feel like a lot of places are moving kind of towards the Apple way as far as customer experience. Like, for example, um, I feel like most of what you see out there is still kind of what you saw, you know, five years ago where it's you walk in, um, it's kind of like a deli counter, um, you know, you have flour in front of you, products in front of you, but it's just kind of you working directly with the bud tender there. Um, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, if you have five different customers um, in the space who want to see flour, but you have flour in one area, you're now waiting uh, to be able to see that product. Um, so I have noticed a lot of people are moving towards uh, an Apple sort of experience where um, instead of you just walking right up to the counter and almost being... Um, feeling a little almost feeling like you need to know exactly what you're purchasing at that moment not having the time to ask questions um having more of like a sales floor where product is kind of scattered throughout hopefully there's good wayfinding good lighting with the product that you're actually looking at um and you can talk to an actual floating bud tender who can answer any questions that you have 
prior to going to a transaction counter or even I've seen some places where, um, you know, they're holding an iPad and they can essentially make the basket for you right there. And then once you go to that counter, it's already made for you and you essentially just need to hand the cash over. Um, so a lot of people are moving that direction. And honestly, I'm a huge fan. You know, mm. I think we need to slow down the transaction a little bit and let customers and patients really understand what they're buying. Yeah. It's a great point just to provide those opportunities to, to talk through product categories that they're not familiar with or, or whatever it may be. Um, when you're out there in the market or, or just passing through various dispensaries, what do you see that dispensaries are getting wrong out there or that are like mistakes that could easily be fixed? Yeah, so I mean, one of the biggest things is, yeah, understanding what those product categories are and, um, you know... A lot of dispensaries have uh, floor-to-ceiling pegboard walls with products that are essentially touching each other, and you don't even know what you're looking at. Is it a vape cartridge? Is it an edible? And, you know, someone like myself, I fortunately do know what I'm looking at. I've dealt with a lot of brands in the past, but someone who is walking in for the first time ever has no idea what they're looking at, and it's truly, at that point, a bud tender to be able to um, speak to those products, which isn't always the case. Um, so I think a big opportunity is there needs to be better labeling of products. And that goes even beyond just saying, these are all of our edibles. These, this is our flower. This, these are our concentrates. Like, okay, but what's good for if I want to go on a hike? What's good for if I'm trying to relax? What do I need to just knock me out because I have insomnia and I'm trying to sleep? <laughs> yeah. So really breaking down those categories to even be, how does that fit to your lifestyle? Not just the mode of consumption. Yeah. That's a good way to introduce, you know, someone who only smokes flour. Um, maybe there's one edible that you could actually start dabbling in that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on security, too, because this is obviously a huge part of uh, running a dispensary, not only for compliance purposes, but also just uh, just general security and safety. Um, how do you or how would you recommend dispensaries think about fitting security either equipment or protocols into a design without making it look kind of off-putting or uh, or just awkward yeah yep so yeah as far as like i mean you know designing security cameras and everything definitely go through a specific security design firm but as far as like ways you can lay out the facility um you know if you walk into the lobby, you know, most times you'll see like a bulletproof panel um, where you have to slip your, you know, ID underneath, um, kind of like a bank teller. Um, that's great and everything, but that can also be very intimidating. Um, so, you know, I think it's great to um, essentially just have like a reception desk, have someone greeting you, make it a little bit more warm and comfortable, but also make sure that person is trained for any of those types of situations that could arise. Um, and then when it comes to the actual sales floor, um, making sure there's no blind spots. We've had a decent amount of clients who want specific rooms on that sales floor, which is great, but you kind of have to figure out when you're designing those POS stations, is there a bud tender that can at all times see what's going on? Or do you have, you know, if you don't have that luxury, is there a security guard kind of walking over the perimeter every so often? Um, but really making sure there's no blind spots. Um, and then that also translates to how your product is moving throughout the space. So a lot of places you'll see the product directly behind the counter, um, hopefully in locked cabinets. I can't say that's always the case. 
Um, but, you know, making sure that's not that accessible for a customer to just reach over and grab or there's anything on that uh, display table, nothing that they can grab, um, which is also why it's a benefit to have a fulfillment room versus having the product on the floor and just have a little bit more control of how that product is moving. Yeah. Um, so again, your session's about to begin in the, in the near future here. Um, what are you hoping that attendees might take away and bring back to their business and maybe even implement in the in the very uh, next couple weeks even? Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like going into uh, dispensary design, a lot of people just don't even know where to start. Uh, you know, they may have had retail experience in the past, but cannabis right now is a little different. You do have to worry about security. So um, I guess the main thing that I really hope people take away is there's so many different ways to do it right. And there isn't one answer that solves all. A lot of it comes down to the actual size of your space. Um, so, you know, if you have a smaller um, smaller dispensary floor, you probably are going to have that one-on-one -on -one interaction. But if you do have a space like Planet 13, how do you make that a little more Apple-esque and be able to move around, um, understand what you're looking at a little bit more, um, have that freedom? Um, and yeah, like... I've had some some clients be concerned about going just the one-to-one -one route where you're just speaking to uh, speaking to the bud tender directly and everything that's going on happens in that moment. Um, but honestly, you can have a great customer experience that way. You don't need to be able to float around to have a great experience. It really comes down to um, product knowledge and how friendly bud tenders are. Like yeah. product knowledge and customer education is key. So yeah. Fantastic themes, and uh, yeah, it was great talking to you. Glad we got a chance to connect here, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Awesome. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another episode of Beyond the Show. Hope you enjoyed that conversation live from Cannabis Conference with Amanda Rouge. I know I did. It was fun to catch her right before her session and just talk about of course, the topics that she was about to get into, but also some broader implications for the industry, especially on that, that retail design front. Super important topic. And I know it seems like every time I go into a, a new dispensary or, or a new state market, uh, the dispensary aesthetic is evolving. There's no doubt about that in this industry, and, you know, certainly following trends in other industries as well. Like I said at the top of the episode, this is September 2nd. If you're tuning in today or Labor Day weekend or what have you, we are dropping two episodes today. So if you're listening right now, feel free to head on over to the next episode. I'll see you over there momentarily. Thanks. Thanks.